Listener Production. On today's edition of Footy Talk, we wake to the news that Richmond legendary coach Damien Hardwick has called time effective immediately as coach of the footy club. We will dissect the fallout and speak to one of his premiership heroes, Alex Rance. And of course, we'll play Real Talk, Shit Talk. That's all to come. Uh, To the AFL, it's an outstanding industry we're in. Um, the game itself is in great shape. It's so even, it's so challenging, and I think that's the way we want it to be. And it just all became a little bit too much for me. It was one of those ones where I, I sort of made the decision that I wasn't going to be the coach of Richmond next year. Um, I made the fatal mistake of watching The Last Dance, I think, on, on Fox, it was at some stage, and thought why it may have been. But once I decided that that part of the equation started to, to slip away, then I started to question myself and about what you know it was like to coach Richmond. And as soon as I started asking the question more, I started to understand what the answer was going to be. From the bottom of my heart, boys, I, I wish you all the very best. I'm going to miss you, um, as always. I love you to death and all the people that have supported me and been a part of my journey. I thank you. Uh, I applaud you and I wish you all the very best for your for future endeavours. And that'll do me. See you tomorrow. (laughs) It's Footy Talk on this Tuesday, May 23, a massive day in football as I'm joined by Nick Rewalt, as always, on a Tuesday back in the States. It was a nice little cameo visit down here in Melbourne, Rui, but you're back and gee whiz, what about the news last night? We'll get straight into it off the top. Damien Hardwick has quit the coach of the Richmond Football Club effective immediately. Uh, Tom Morris, a mate of ours, who's uh, been laying low for a while, but he's back and he broke the story. Great story to break as a journalist. And what were your initial thoughts? Because Damien Harwick, the legendary Tiger coach, has coached his last game. Yeah, amazing. Uh, miss you already, Joey, by the way. It was nice to uh, nice to be in studio with you guys. And, gee, it would have been a good week to stick around too. Plenty of plenty of footy news. Um yeah, a bit of disbelief, really. I think when when I when the news first uh, filtered through, obviously you know you, you get it in real time through social media, or or whatever. But um, just cl- just a clinical decision. Uh, and listening to Damien Hardwick in his press conference, uh, you, you know, like it, it's. I think the the evolution of the game and the maturity and, and the decision-making that is involved in the game now and, and the vulnerability piece that has been such a cornerstone of Damien Hardwick's coaching right the way through. He has, he has lived it and breathed it until the very end of his tenure. So authentic is the way I, I would look at it from Damien Hardwick. He, he, he demanded everything of his players the whole time and when he couldn't give that himself, he, uh, he fell on his own sword. So, um, you know, I, I think it's just time now to to celebrate what was a a remarkable coaching career and and congratulate him on the courage to pull the trigger. Yeah, you're right. I think that's well said, Rui, because he's done it his own way, hasn't he, the whole time, the way that Richmond decided to play the game of footy. They made some big changes in in 2017. It worked for them. He's been authentic. So there's nothing fake about this. He's not going to coach out the year just for the sake of it. He thought, no, if I can no longer commit 100%, um, maybe it's time to move on now, give the, the club the best chance of success. <laughs> I like his phrase. He said, you know, I've cooked the sausage a thousand ways. I can't cook it a thousand and one, meaning his messaging has just run dry. He's gone with the same messaging. Uh, the players have heard the same voice for such a long time. This is his 14th season that really he thought, you know what, where we're at now, I probably wasn't going to coach next year, or he said I wasn't going to coach next year anyway. 
So he's thought, why not get a fresh voice in and just see if they can sort of rejuvenate maybe the rest of this season, but also um, thinking long-term about building into the future. We didn't get it in the press conference, but I would love to know how that manifested, where he sort of thought, gee, my message has run dry. Because you you just put yourself in in the pre-game or in the coaches' meeting where you're going with the same sort of stuff and it's just the vacant, blank expressions (laughs) coming back at you. Like, there would have been a couple of players where he would have looked at them and just thought, I'm not getting th- I'm not getting through to this bloke anymore, or at least not the way that I was. He might have seen um, Dusty yawning in the back row or something, and he thought, "Geez, Dusty's <laughs> heard this heard this about yeah. ten thousand times." There is a shelf life on that stuff, and um, I think exactly how he summarised it, he's just run out of options. You know, he's he's wrung the towel out as as much as you possibly can, and um, and he's just got to the end. It, it's. It is courageous, and I know there'll be a, a, a portion of people out there saying, oh, you, you know, you signed the contract, you've got to stick it out until the end, but what, what is the point? Mm. What is the point? If you, are, if you are no longer committed to the level where you have been before, then p- pull the pin, pull the plug, and he's, he's made the unselfish decision to do that, so good for him. If the tank's empty, the tank is empty, and that's where it's got to with Damien Hardwick, and he's going to go down as, as one of the great coaches and we uh, wish him well in whatever he wants to do. Uh, it's too early to talk about, you know, is he going to coach again, all those sorts of things. We'll leave that to others and for another day, really. But we talk about a man who, when their tank's empty, their tank is empty and they move on. Well, a player that did that, one of Damien Harbick's favourite players, was a superstar himself in Alex Rance. He had a similar situation where he just said, you know what, I've done everything I can. I've achieved what I wanted to. I'm going to move on. And he joins us on Footy Talk. Thanks for your time. Rancy, first of all, just your, your first thoughts, your first impressions when you heard the news. Uh, I, I guess initially my reactions would be in shock, but at the same time, it's probably not, knowing Dimmer the way that he is, the authentic version of himself and the, the constant reflection that, that he does. For him to call it now, you'd know it's right for him and, and you know, he, you'd know it's right for, for the club as much as a lot of people externally would say how you know potentially unsettling this could be he would have factored all that into to this decision. So, yeah, I'm shocked, but at the same time, I know he's made the right decision. What are your fondest memories? When you think of Damien Hardwick, sum him up for the, us that haven't had the pleasure of working under him or with him, how would you describe him? Uh, I think he he morphed across his journey, so it's hard to sort of, you know, put put just one sort of stereotype across of Dimmer. And, and I think that's probably his greatest strength is that he became a chameleon, that... He initially came from an era of very much the sort of dictatorship model where he was the main man, his word was the final say, and and then he sort of softened over time and and worked out what the group needed rather than forced a game plan on a a group. He got the group to buy in, uh, and he did that through vulnerability. He did that through um, storytelling. He did that through... um, just connecting on a personal level with players. So I guess, yeah, him being that sort of chameleon and adapting to what the game required made him a successful coach over a long period of time. Rancy, you're in the unique position where you can actually relate to what Dimmer is going through and he's about to go through because for the rest of us, we hang on for dear life until the league actually just turfs us out and you get the tap on the shoulder and it's, and it's humiliating. You're one of the few that were proactive and um, let, let's be honest, I, I think, you know, because we, we had some great battles and, and you were still at the top of your game, went before your time. What, what is he going to go through now that he's made this decision? Say, what next week when he watches the team play, how's that going to feel for him? Um, I think you're never really prepared. Like, you think you are. Um, whether you get pushed out or you make the call yourself, I think you have this 
idealistic view of, of what you think life will look like after after football. But but the reality is, um, it's just so different to any job you could ever experience. And I'm sure you boys can both attest to it that. Um, yeah, to, to readjust to a sort of a, a corporate structure, to um, the different sort of HR and, and, and staff relationships and things like that. It's just completely different in, in a football club. So um, what can he expect? I guess probably did I make the right call is, is the decision that, that you know I certainly had and, and he would have those reflective points where he needs to either reaffirm or, or get back in the boat and, and start rowing again. Um, so... Yeah, I think he'll have a few of those across the back end of the year. So tell us, Rancy, uh, you know, you stepped away and you've, you've done some wonderful things outside of, of footy now, but tell us a little bit about the academy that you've got rolling. So for year 11 and 12 students, they still get their certificate, but it's sort of tailored towards the, the world of AFL. Just explain what you're doing now for us. Yeah, I've actually just ducked uh, down the hallway it does because look the, like boys that. Are, uh, <laughs> the boys are too rowdy. Uh, they'll find table tennis in, uh, in, their, in their recess break, so I needed to, needed to get out of the quiet. But, yeah, so basically we're a passion-based education organisation, so we wanted to, to rethink the way that Year 11 and 12 schooling's done in that um, at, at present it's, it's currently very much a one-size-fits-all model where, um, you know, if you don't fit into that stereotypical educational mould, it's, it's sort of a bit boom or bust. So everything that we do at the academy is centred around the boys' passion for AFL. So whether that's from a playing perspective, whether you want to be a coach, a statistician, a physio in marketing, in sale, whatever it might be, we generate and create all of our um, curriculum based on that. So literacy, for example, they study their GPS data. Uh, sorry, numeracy, they study their GPS data. Literacy, they'll study things like the Adam Goods documentary. I think, uh, Rue, your book's in the in the shelf where they're, they're reading those. And, Bit and of dust on it. The, <laughs> no, I think, they, I think they have a look at it. That, that and Croft's one get a, get a fair bit of a look. So, um, yeah, and, and talking about some of the thoughts that come through that. So using their passion for the game to better engage them and also giving them a high-performance program which um, they can better their football too, which we had, yeah, last year we had Braden George who got picked up pick 26 in the draft to go to, to North Melbourne. So had some some really good success with a couple of others also getting rookied uh, in the years prior and, and we've got a, probably a top 20 draft pick coming through this year as well so it's yeah I love it it's great what role do you play mate do you take on like an, an educational type role or a, or a pure footy kind of skills and 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 fitness type role in, in your in your education the one thing I learned from from football is is you got to play to your strengths and I'm I'm not a teacher as much as I, I love I love being there I'm probably more like a, a guest lecturer if, if that makes sense so so I'm basically a principal slash guest lecturer so I facilitate make sure that everything's running really smoothly and get the best people in to, to do the right things so we recruit teachers that are passion based as well so um, yeah I'm, uh, I'm I'm certainly not student facing as much as I'd like do they call you Mr Rance no well, actually one of the boys is very uh, he's very polite buggy he, he always calls me sir and I just I just can't really wrap my head around it but um, yeah it's it, I don't know what, I don't know what the line is do they call me Rancy or do they call me sir it's, it's a pretty bit of a, a gap between the two uh, very good Rancy hey where can uh, anyone that wants to check it out where can they have a look uh, so it's just www.theacademy t-h-e academy.com.au Beautiful. Thank you. That'll go on our socials. Appreciate your time, Rancy. It was a wonderful era that you're a huge part of. And I think now we can officially say the era has come to an end. Appreciate your time and good luck with the Academy. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir. <laughs> uh, what a superstar he was, Rui. We'll keep rolling. Alex Rancy had some big battles against him. You mentioned that. Absolutely one of the all-time greats in that era, that Richmond era, the period from 2017 
to 2020 really, as we said, changed the face of the game. And we're looking at teams like Collingwood, etc. now that have, have almost tried to take it to a, a whole nother level. They're adopting that style, aren't they? That, um, you know, that, that run and gun style game was was sort of nowhere really to be seen until until Richmond did it and did it so successfully. And then everyone jumps, jumps off the back of that. Embrace's imperfection was, mm. embrace imperfection was kind of the catch cry of the Tigers when, when they were, uh, when they were absolutely flying. And because they played that way, it was, it was, it was immune to, to any sort of conditions and pressure. Uh, and that's why they were so successful. So it was all off the back of Dimmer and Alex was obviously a, a, a really big part of that. I knew my career was over, Joey, when uh, the coach came to me late in 2017 and said, we, uh, we, we, we need you to tag this week. You're going you're gonna to play centre-half forward, but you're going to tag the centre-half back in Alex <laughs> Rance. That was, that was the end for me. That was the end. Hey, uh, plenty of other footy news we'll get to in a minute, but the last bit on the Richmond situation, it's been confirmed. Andrew McWalter, our former teammate Minnie. and a mate of ours, Minnie, is going to take over as the interim coach. Uh, your first thoughts on that? That's great for Andrew McWalter. He's been around well, the marquee. Applied he for the, has. He's in the um, conversation for the Carlton coaching job. He's um, made a lot of progress with his personal development. I know he travelled overseas over the off-season. Uh, off his leadership, so it's going to be a great chance for Andrew McWalter to show his wares. Ross Lyon used to call him the best eight position, eight possession player in the game. Um, <laughs> incredibly, incredibly selfless the way he went about it as a, as a player and, and a teammate, a guy that you just love to play with, and a student of the game. Clearly, I mean, he's um, he's he's done it done it the hard way. He's done the work the hard way. So um, just wrap for him to to have this opportunity. Hopefully, he can um, he can make it his spot on. Hey, we'll take a quick break. If you're listening to Footy Talk on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Listener, please the like button or leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. We'll be back with more news and maybe a little bit of shit talk, real talk. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on the Apple podcast or Spotify, please leave us a review or rating. Hey, Rui, there's been a lot of talk, some other footy news of the weekend. One of the big stories to come out of it was Carlton again, another disappointing loss. Fans are starting to get very frustrated in the blue season. How's Hughesy? Is he all right? Oh, we wanted to get Hughesy. We might have to save him for another week, but Hughesy's losing it. He's losing it. Has he left the – I heard he's left the group chat. Can we confirm this? We need to find out. The famous Carlton group chat. We'll get him in real in the next few weeks if Carlton right. do have another loss. But Gee, before we can get Husey in, I want to take a listen to the audio of some of the fans that were ringing up yesterday to complain about their blues. The players don't care. They don't give a rat's backside. They don't want to chase. They don't want to play. If you're not going to play for the coach, play for people like myself who bust my balls every week to get there. Hard earned money. And you dish that up against Collingwood. They toyed with us. It's an embarrassment for the navy blue and white, especially the emblem. The emblem. Play for that. If you're not going to play for it, piss off out my club. Get out. Well, there's a Carlton supporter, Rui. Mm. That probably could have been Husey, the way that he teed off on, on the Blues there. They are some frustrated supporters. They've just got to hang in. <laughs> what is your advice to Carlton supporters? Because I went on Sunday night on um, on first crack. There's no other alternative than just to roll the sleeves up and get to work. They just have to continue to find their best footy, go to work, train hard, practice, improve, and see if the results can come. I don't know what other solution that the Carlton fans want to roll with because I don't think the effort is necessarily the problem with Carl. Yeah. To me, they're having a crack. 
They've just yeah, they just so, a bit disconnected with what they want their system, both offensively and defensively, to look like. Well, and uh, I think when you start hearing factions and so, some of the communication out of the club hasn't been great. I don't think Adam Chera's comments helped at all a couple of weeks ago. So that kind of fueled a bit of that frustrated supporter base. So look, if, if they can um, come together internally uh, and just be, be a little bit more consistent, I think with the messaging that would be that would be a good start. But I mean, you look at the back end of last year and even the start of last year, the way we were talking about Carlton, they were on the right track. They're out of form. There are some kinks in their game that aren't aren't being executed all that well for them, but it can turn and it can turn quickly. The one thing they do have is is they've got a stack of talent, I think, still through, through throughout that side. Maybe a bit one pace through the mid, but um, it, it can turn quick for Blues fans. Yeah, and they need to take a leaf. I mean, the Western Bulldogs couldn't have been any more horrible the first two weeks. Fremantle couldn't score for five weeks. Now they've kicked 100-plus three weeks in a row. Geelong were cooked after round three. If you want to take it back and tie it into Damien Hardwick, I mean, 2016, Richmond were almost going to sack him. They were building. They'd played finals. They hadn't won a final, so not too dissimilar to Carlton in that they were just around the mark. Then 2016, they had a horrible year, and everyone thought, you know, this is it and all those sorts of things, and then they've come out and had the dynasty they did. So you're right. It can turn around pretty quick. They've just got to roll the sleeves up, get to work, and stick fat as a club, not fracture internally, all be on the same page, and they will be okay. Hey, we'll get into our little segment, Real Talk, Shit Talk. Rui, this will just knock off a few other talking points out of the weekend and get our take. First one I want to ask you, and off the back of the whole Richmond situation, Tom Morris broke the story late yesterday afternoon. Mm. Last night, there's a lot of angry people who I don't think quite understand journalism, but Tom Morris should have waited until Damien Hardwick had told all the players before he broke the story. No, if it wasn't Tom Morris, it was going to be one of the other, you know, blokes that, you know, the scoop makers that love the sound of their own voice. It was going to be someone else that was going to, going to go out and break the story. But these stories, they only get out if someone wants it to get out. So clearly someone in the camp, in the inner sanctum, they wanted the story to get out. It was in their interest for one way or the other to, to tell enough people for it to go wide enough to eventually make it to Tom Morris. So no, he's, he's within his rights to, to, to break the story. That's, that's how the industry works. Ideally, it doesn't happen, but um, that's on the people that had loose lips, not on Tom Morris i got one for you, Joey. Uh, the West Coast Eagles, they look like good things to end up with the number one pick. They should start shopping that pick now and try and load up with three, four or five good young players rather than all the chips in the Harley Reid basket. Yeah, this is real talk, Rui. Normally, I would be dead against that trading pick number one, but when you're in the situation the West Coast Eagles are at with very limited top-end young talent, they need to get a multiple top-end talent in a hurry. So this would be the exception where I think they do need to consider trading one pick and be able to turn it into three top 20 picks or or do something really creative with it because they are a long way off these other clubs like North Melbourne and Hawthorne um, and the Giants to a lesser extent that are already rebuilding with young talent. So I think that's a good one. Real talk. They should absolutely consider that. Hey, I want to ask you about Essendon. Um, Tom Brown, our very own Tom Brown. I thought they were excellent beating Richmond and and Brad Scott was great the way that he was talking about the players embracing the fans who have been through hell in recent years and supporting them. But Tommy Brown went with, it would be better off for them to finish 14th than to finish 8th to continue to try and stack some top-end talent. Real talk, shit talk. That's uh, idiotic talk, that one. (laughs) Um, That's, oh, fair dinkum. 
like Tom, um, get along well with Tom, but he'd like to have that one back, I think. That's not how football clubs work. That's how you destroy culture um, just at the right time that it looks like you're actually starting to develop some. And, and how would you actually go about making sure that you finish 14th? I'm not sure you know, how you would actually go about how about <laughs> uh, doing that, particularly when they're playing pretty decent footy. They could finish it as high as six, yeah. you know, like who, who knows um, yeah. when a team gets on a roll like this. So, yeah, no, um, that's a, uh, not, not, not a great call. Hey, Joey, with the um, announcement today from Damien Hardwick and the admission that coaches get burnt out and the message after a certain amount of time it loses its shine, would that make some other coaches of longer tenure around the league nervous? Real talk. I'm thinking guys like Ken Hinckley. Like, they're in great form, but it, but would that messaging just be enough for other clubs to take take note? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you've got to that, – that's always a consideration because these guys are great coaches, so no one argues with that, and I think Ken Hinckley's in that basket. I suppose the question is when the messaging at one club, you know, runs a bit dry and it's not getting the cut through that it would usually, are you better off taking your talents – to another organisation, another club. I mean, we see it a lot with, it's funny, with like high performance managers and other roles in the industry where they take their IP and go to multiple clubs and have success. I mean, Darren Burgess is an example, getting a lot of praise Mm -hmm. for turning around two or three different clubs with his IP. We don't do it enough with the coaches, do we, where they can take their their IP to another organisation that haven't heard it, um, embrace it and get get a significant spike. So, yeah, we're very loyal with our coaches in the industry. I think that's part of our Aussie spirit, but maybe if, if coaches were a bit more um, open-minded and clubs were open-minded, we could have some teams that would spike a lot quicker than others. Look at what uh, the impact of Collingwood have had with moving on Nathan Buckley for probably some similar reasons. Hey, last one, speaking of Collingwood, Jack Ginnivan is treated differently to other players. And when I put Jack Ginnivan in that basket, I'll even include guys like Dylan Moore, some players that are known to be the, the duckers. They are now getting treated differently from the umpires. Uh, yeah, I think that's real. And I, I think you you kind of set yourself up for failure a little bit in that sense, where if you do have form, any, any 50-50 calls I think are going to go against you, not because the umpires are being malicious, but I think it's human nature. You don't want to be made to look silly. So if you know a guy's got form um, at, at ducking, and, and, and that's something that's in his past, I'm not necessarily saying those guys are doing that now, but... Yeah, the umpires are human beings. They don't want to be made uh, made fools of. So I think they, they do get treated differently, those guys. Hey, thank you for your time again today, Rui. Huge day in the world of AFL. It's never dull. We know that. It's a big day. Thanks to Alex Rance for jumping on. We appreciate your time, mate. And, of course, if you do have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. And uh, we'll answer your questions. And we'll be back again tomorrow with Abby Holmes and Jack Heverin to take a deeper look at the Richmond situation. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Listener.